good morning. Morning. This is a quite cold episode 41. One. Yeah. Um, yesterday we talked about uh, like virality and why viral marketing and, and um, contagious marketing and why things catch on and things yes. like that. So um, a really kind of big example of that is Christmas crazes when people go nuts. totally nuts. Yeah. Like you, the, the film, um, is it Jingle Jingle All The Way or something like that with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's trying to get a toy for his yeah, kids yeah, and yeah. everyone's like elbowing yeah, each other out the way. And, yeah. and, uh, but that's what happens, right? It's like yeah. people go properly crazy for, for Christmas crazes. And I and it just got me thinking, I was like, why is that? And like kind of when I looked at it, it's got a lot of the same elements of the virality stuff. Cool. Um, so I thought... Well, and also the stuff we were covering <clears> in the episodes in the last few episodes about the sales piece as well, about scarcity, limited time and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And what you can do for your business um, in terms of, not necessarily for Christmas, but what can you learn from some of these these techniques that cause a Christmas craze uh, to use in your business, either at Christmas or or whenever, really? Well, we've got personal experience of being involved in quite high profile viral product yeah oh, you get to save that one that's on my list oh is that on it yeah because <laughs> that was that was uh that was a roller coaster ride yeah yeah it? absolutely um so and we weren't really aware of it because i don't think we've ever really been involved in it in a proper christmas grave even as a parent because yeah we don't kind of watch too, too much tv neither do the kids so they kind yeah. of never really got hooked up in a in a craze yeah. And in fact, that particular craze, which we'll come to later, listen, there, and by the way, this is, yeah, absolutely. And this wasn't a create. This wasn't as a consumer. This was as a business riding the wave of that craze, yeah. wasn't it? Being in amongst the media and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, so we got one of these things as a byproduct of of being the organisers of it, and yeah. uh, and we had like parents nuts. coming up to us in the supermarket, didn't we? Going, how did you get one? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. really. Well, and then it, and then yeah, we'll come back to it on this episode <laughs> in a in a little bit, but it then ended up being quite a high profile, crazy thing across national press that yeah. we we'd been involved in, and it was, yeah, it was quite an interesting experience. Yeah. But that I think that was, you're right. We hit up until I'd say up until that year. Most crazes had passed us by because yeah. we, our children didn't generally watch television no. th- that in terms of normal TV. Yeah. Like if they watch stuff, it would be like Netflix and yeah. stuff like that. So we didn't get, we didn't feel so much of the pressure from the kids. Yeah, because they didn't see the constant adverts and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think the only time I personally was aware of a craze like in my lifetime was when is it Furby's? Yeah, that's on my like, list too. Oh, is it? Yeah, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah. like Furby. That was. I think that's the only time because I remember personally really wanting one. Right. Which was random because I was like in my either late teens or early twenties, and I was like, oh, I've got to have. You've probably got caught up in the gaming ones before, and you like. Well, I suppose the PlayStation new. Five yeah. just coming out. I've, yeah. That's not that I've bought one, and not <laughs> that I probably will buy one. To be honest, just because I know that if I did open that Pandora's box I'd be lost in it for a yeah. long time and we and we haven't got the time no. for me to do that but um but yeah I suppose that in terms of things popping up on my radar is oh that could be interesting um yeah, uh, yeah I suppose to a degree yeah but yeah, it's not, I, and it's not just Christmas I mean you see it with books um mm-hmm. you know when a book suddenly becomes um uh, like uh, uh, the um uh 50 shades of grey series yeah. um like everyone was talking about that and everybody had to like read it and even if you didn't really want to you kind of read yeah. it just out of curiosity <laughs> yeah well you also see you see, when you start recognizing how a something just feels like it's exploded overnight and everybody's aware of it talking about it and everything else you start to see how other thing other people or other businesses are trying to replicate that same behavior yeah by following a certain pattern. Well, and it all feeds itself as well. You know, um, a lot of the time when a when a toy goes crazy, pe- one of the reasons is because people are buying it to resell it at a higher value. Uh, so so what do they call that? That's Because um, that's really... So that's what's happened with the PlayStation 5. Right. Um, I can't... There's a particular term they call it, but there's basically these companies that are literally just buying up or they were on launch, just buying up loads of oh, I didn't know there was companies that do I just meant like, you know. Yeah, there's a very specific term about, I can't, oh, it's going to really annoy me that I can't remember the term of it now, but 
yeah, these companies were basically just buying huge quantities of PlayStation 5s on pre-order or whatever it was. Right. And then the moment it got to the other side, PlayStation, uh, Sony just ran out of PlayStations. Right. And, um, and they just couldn't keep up with demand. And so these guys were, it's going to really annoy me, I can't remember the name, but these companies were just selling them for twice the price yeah. or at least 50% more than yeah, the normal yeah, yeah. price. So Yeah. Let's um, jump in then. So this was supposed to be um, Tuesday top 10. Yes. But I've got more than 10. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, and by the way, Tuesday top 10 was supposed to be my book thing. Again. Which is the second week in a row yeah. that I haven't stepped up and done the, my top 10 books. So, yeah. So, well, I thought this was appropriate because it's it's Christmas on Friday. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, these are the kind of Christmas toy crazes or just Christmas crazes in general. Not necessarily yeah. all of them are toys. Um, and the, yeah, the, the kind of business lessons that you can learn from those. So the first kind of business lesson um, is is giving a toy or your product um, universal appeal. Right. Which actually goes against what we say in terms of niching down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you can still kind of have like a niche product or service, but it, it appeals to not more than one person or type of person necessarily, but, but it kind of ticks more than one box. Well, Disney often does that. In terms of their, when you watch their cartoons or whatever it yeah. is, there's normally, there's, it's normally, you automatically think, oh, that's all for children. Yeah. But there's humour and context yes. that's aimed at the adult. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's always two, dia- it's almost like there's two dialogues going on yes. all the time. So an example of this in, in uh, Toy Crazes is the Teddy Ruxpin. I had one of these. Did you have one of these? I barely like <clears throat> saying the name has just popped in my head, but I can't think what it was. So it was a it was a teddy bear, but it had a cassette tape in the back. Oh no! And then no, the no. mouth would cassette move. tapes, right? So there's people <laughs> yeah. listening. People are going, on. What's a cassette tape? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, anybody basically under the age of twenty five. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe twenty five. God, we're old, but they. Before there was CDs, there was tapes, <laughs> yeah. and that was all you could have, right? Yeah. Like, and you used to get these cassette tapes. They'd be stuck to the front of magazines, yeah. and you could listen to stories through, like loads of stuff. Yeah, so these were storytelling tapes for kids. I remember this now, because it was, it was animated. It, yeah, like, yeah, it would move, its, its mouth right? would move, and its eyes would roll. Yeah, it was like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I had one, and I loved it. And um, But it, it's universal appeal, because obviously the kids love it. And it's, right. at the time, it was quite new for this kind of animatronic thing, thing to be moving. Um, but, of course, the parents... They, yeah. their, their child is being educated to a point because they're listening yeah. to a story rather than playing with something mindless. Yeah. And they're entertained. You know, yeah. they can put Story Bear there at bedtime and, yeah, <laughs> and get yeah, on with yeah. something else. So it has this kind of dual effect that yeah, the yeah, parents yeah. don't mind spending out because they get a bonus from it as well. Yeah, yeah. If it was a wholly negative on one <laughs> side, then nobody would buy it. Yeah. yeah. So I completely forgot about that toy. <laughs> yeah, we never had one, but yeah. And an- another more kind of recent example is the Nintendo Wii, mm. which was the first games console really that was about getting everyone involved, like the whole family. Yeah, see, PlayStation tried that and... before, didn't it? Yeah. So PlayStation, I remember <laughs> right back, like, God, right back in the day when you had the PlayStation little camera on top of it. Was it the iToy? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why, that never really took off, but again, I think it's probably audience. Right. Because the PlayStation audience were more kind of gamers and, and to be stereotypical, but boys and that, that, that kind of wanted to be on their own in that world. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to maybe a collaborative thing. Because I, I remember playing iToy and loved it, but it never really did that much. Yeah, and then we came out and it, yeah, we was the the combination of, oh, you could actually move and do some And you can play with your family. With yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously on Christmas Day. But did, that, have, did that go nuts in the Yes. Week? Oh, it did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. When it first came out, yeah, it, it was one of the big creators. I can't remember. Two, 2008, something like that. So it's basically. So, so, the, so the aspect is that, yeah, it solves one problem, yeah. but it also mitigates an argument against having it. Yes. So, yeah. like, I'm not buying you another co- mm-hmm. games console because I'm not having you sitting around all day yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Well, actually, mum, I'm not. I, yeah. It's the. Like, there's a lot of uh, virtually boxing games and that stuff yeah. now, and all this kind of stuff. So, it's so the so the kind of lesson in business for that is taking away the obstacles. Yeah, yeah. Make the make the obstacle a feature, or yeah, uh, the, the, yeah, become a feature. Yeah, that solves it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, give it give a reason to buy it on on kind of all all levels, so that your your 
overcoming those obstacles and yeah. um, reasons against buying it. So um, the next one is, is just more obvious. Um, if there's a movie, if there's a TV show, if there's a song right. that's popular, obviously all the merchandise kind of comes off the back of that. Yeah. And the one that um, went crazy a few years ago was the Frozen doll. Mm. So the Frozen movie came out and everybody loved it. Um, and then you couldn't get an Elsa doll for love or money. No, um, no, no. Running up to Christmas. And the people were doing what we said earlier. They were buying these and then selling them at like five times the amount on eBay. Um, yeah, because they were nuts, so popular. Because that's, that's, that, there's always a product. It always feels like there's a product every year that yeah. seems to have that, that kind of, I can't, it's going to drive me nuts not knowing the name of what they call those. But these, these people that just be able to just flip them over, flip yeah. them around for such higher price. Is it? There's a term that begins with O that I... That, no, it's um, not. I can't remember, but I, I was reading that earlier, and that means like a never-ending, recyclable nature of something. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so the, the Frozen doll um, was really popular, but ones from the past have been like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. um, Transformers was huge, yeah. um, and that, that was largely because of the really kind of catchy advert that they created yeah, for, yeah. for the Transformers. Yeah, I remember those. And more recently, off the back of a song, was is the Baby Shark. You know that super annoying song for kids, Baby Shark, do, 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 do. you must have heard it. Okay, I'm vaguely getting it, yeah. <laughs> Even though we haven't got let the ones. Yeah, that's when you went there, do, 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 do. Exactly. Thing. I, I recognise that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's become such a popular thing with tiny ones, like right. toddlers, that they've released the, the shark toys that go alongside it, and, and that, again, was a sellout. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, in that if you're... Um, if you're looking for avenues to make to ride a wave, yeah, you could create product, couldn't you? Yeah, you well, if you can ca- if you can product. see something early enough, um, and and jump on that, um, because like Elf on the Shelf, I'll uh, come to you later because yeah. that's that's another um, one that I'm going to cover. But we saw that quite early on, and I I did say Very to you, didn't I? I was yeah. like, this is going to go huge. We should get some of these, and for whatever reason, we didn't. We had too much going. on. I think on. that's when we were running the procurement company. Yeah, and yeah, we just had too many things. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's um. But yeah, so if you can kind of try and spot trends early, um, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a luck game. Um, and you've also got to be prepared to take a risk because you've got to kind of buy product up, up Well, that's front. what um, a lot of people in the... Uh, in a previous episode, we've talked about this. Uh, drop shipping. Drop shipping and, uh, and... Yeah, is it with the Amazon... What's yeah. it, what do they call it? Uh, fulfillment. Amazon fulfillment, fulfillment. Fulfillment by Amazon. FBA. That's fundamentally what that business practice is, right? Yes. It is just literally constantly looking for trends on... And the great thing is, if, if you want... There's a lot of analytics out there on things like Amazon yeah. and so on that will tell you, okay, what's the, what's the latest trending product yeah. that you could then buy in and jump and hopefully ride that wave? Yeah. It's, that whole model is built around that concept. But if, if you've just got a small business and you, you want nothing to do with like creating a product or anything, you still can um, capitalise on, on popular songs, TV shows, movies. You have to obviously be very careful with licensing, but... But if you you can create like themes around these things, so you're still riding that wave of something that's very popular, whether you're just doing an event related to it or a blog post or I don't know if you're a a cake maker or something, you might theme frozen type cakes or something like that. You're bringing bringing in the craze into your business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you look at, say, say for example, Marvel, right? Marvel's been a huge, over the last... Gosh, more than a decade, Marvel has yeah. kind of raised its um, kind of profile significantly, and everybody, mm-hmm. in terms of toys, movies, all of that, games, everything is is uh, kids love Marvel and yeah. adults love Marvel, yeah. right? But um, a lot of the product that you see out there is not is not created by Marvel. No. It's it's literally a company saying, right, okay, I want to create this mug, whatever it is. And I want to have a Marvel thing on it. And I'll go to Marvel and say, right, can I pay for the license yeah. to have that imagery on my mug? Yeah. And Disney or whoever will turn around and say, well, yeah, you can, but it's going to cost you X. Yeah. And we know this. We saw this in um, uh, in a big conference last year where it was a photo booth. We were at a big events conference and these were photo booth manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And they were spending huge sums of money their tech wasn't very good for the photo booth, in, in our opinion. It yeah. wasn't like cutting edge or anything. But what you were buying was the fact that it was a Marvel-branded photo booth. Yeah. 
and and you can uh, have a Marvel type pic, like a comic strip type picture. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's significant costs for licensing. Yeah. I mean, you could be giving away a big percentage of your profits, but you're you're paying effectively to tap into that market. And if you've got something like a, a big franchise like Marvel, you you know it's going to keep going. It's not like yeah. a flash in the pan. It's yeah. a it's a long. It's got longevity. Well, that's why it. they had. That's why they go right. Okay, let's create a set of movies over instead of just one let's do this over the next 10 years 15 years because they know that it's not just about the money they make out the movie it's the licensing yeah. that goes out across the board the theme parks everything else that all that's a massive revenue generator which is thing. a business which is a business idea in itself as I, I said on the yesterday creating some kind of sequel type thing mm. within your business uh, whether that's across like your posts or um, the services that you offer, but some yeah. kind of yeah franchise-like uh, scenario can be because it unifies everything together as your yeah. brand. Well, you see, it, you see it on if if you watch anybody online or you consume any of the content online with um, certainly big inf- big influencer names, they've te- they've worked that one out, yeah. and they've started to go. A lot of them have gone, okay, well, buy my mug, yeah, yeah, like yeah. with my branding or my yeah. t-shirt on it. Because they know that they're constantly creating content and that content will go into different directions, which feeds into new products yeah. that they can just sell. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, so that's the, the kind of movie, TV, song type one. Um, another thing is uh, rarity. So uh, we said... Or scarcity. Yeah, I was about to say. So we said this yesterday with scarcity in the um, uh, uh, viral model and also kind of urgency to buying that. Um, but also in terms of rarity is almost is like making these things like a collector's edition. Um, I mean, we've got artwork, haven't we? That's by Lorenzo Quinn. Yeah. Um, and he only makes a certain amount of, of those things, which is what most artists do that that creates this specialness about that piece of art. Yeah. I mean, he literally, um, yeah, he, so it's, it, he, he makes the mold and then creates, X number of these this this particular thing, and yeah. then he literally just breaks the mold at the end, yeah. and then you cut. That's it; it's done. So you and when you buy that particular thing, you're buying number whatever it is, or yeah. however you get many it is. Yeah, or the craze yeah. that had exactly the same thing was Beanie Babies. Do you remember Beanie Babies? See, that's another one that's <laughs> I can rem- I can recognize. Do you know why I think I'm having trouble remembering these? It's because they kind of get. <laughs> that was rude. Um, <laughs> yes, I am, but because they're girl, they're girly product. They're yes. girly, so I'm remembering it slightly because my sister right. would have been into it. Yeah, and she's a similar age to you. Yeah, well, but, um, well, Beanie Babies is was was huge because you know you could have all these different ones, but they I just got me old. <laughs> <laughs> but they um, but they released like limited edition ones. Right. So um, people thought they were collector's items and adults would buy them thinking that they would grow in value over right. the years. They never did. No. <laughs> but um, but that, that's where that kind of came from. And it was almost a status thing. It wasn't it wasn't even about the toy anymore. It gave right. you some kind of like social standing that yeah. you'd managed to get this rare one of the Beanie Babies or you'd managed to get a Beanie Baby when nobody else could. It gives you this kind of, I got one and you didn't kind well, of Well, that's like standing. the uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Do you remember yeah. them? Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, that's like that's going back to when I was. Well, no, that they were cards, wasn't it? You yeah, but they, cabbage patch kids. No, 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 garbage pail kids were were the cards. Mm. But that kind of oh, I've got oh, these, yeah, yeah, these yeah. ones yeah. and all this kind of stuff. They were really quite like yes. disturbing. Some of them, weren't yeah, they, they were. But they were awesome cards. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, another one is uh, something that goes back to your kind of childhood memories. Right. So a, a craze that's come out. Um, or I don't know if it's a craze, but just something that's that everybody has adopted and it's it's very popular. So I guess it is a craze. Is um the advent calendars, right? So that now instead of just paper like we had yeah. or chocolate as we as it moved on a bit, um you've now got things for for kids that are different like Lego. Yeah. Zach's got a Lego one this year. Annabelle's got a cosmetics one. Yeah. But there's a huge craze in in adult ones. Yeah. So you can get God anything you could, like. Um, wine or cheese yeah. or um, uh, uh, there was one that I liked um, that was uh, marshmallows because I like marshmallows, different yeah. flavours of marshmallows, all sorts of things um, and it's it's tapping into that as kids we used to like opening the door and then you've lost that when you become an adult and yeah. you don't necessarily want chocolate first thing in the morning so yeah. 
be, being able to give people what they want. I mean, our friend's got a, a lovely uh, body shop one, hasn't she? Yeah, And yeah. it's beautiful. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, and that goes back to what we were saying yesterday in terms of creating a viral aspect to your business. So, yeah. um, and by and what we were t- talking about, if you missed yesterday's episode, was that vi- virality tends to be something we think about um, when it comes to social media and stuff. Like, so, suddenly you're post or whatever it is it's got millions of views and it's going to but viral content uh, or viral um reactions to your thing can be quite localized it can be like very it can be a core set of your customer base is just talking constantly about your business and everything else and bringing more people into it and actually calendars is a really good way of doing that in mm. terms of experience-based calendars where yeah. if you've got a particular product that you can create these like an experience-led calendar. Yeah. I mean, we've used the candle, uh, the candle idea because one, um, like, we know several people that are in yeah. that business of making bespoke candles and stuff. You can imagine like a calendar version yeah, yeah. where sure they all is. have different waxes, yeah. different for each day or whatever yeah. it is. And but but you're kind of rewarding your fans with something that they can have. A little bit of your business on a daily basis which yeah it becomes um, a talking point yeah right? which again was something that we talked about with virality um in marketing but also those triggers yeah uh, so every christmas they're going to want a calendar again yeah. from you um and um it, it's you've also got the scarcity thing because um i know that liberty um in london do right. do a um a very popular calendar and you can only get a certain amount oh, so really? people like sign up for a waiting list way before christmas to get their hands on a on a liberty calendar, yeah. so you know, you, and you can do it with anything really, perfumes. Yeah, well, um, it's one of the reasons why car manufacturers just will make like especially high end ones mm-hmm. will just say right, okay, we're creating this thing and we're only going to do ten or hundred or yeah. Like, often Ferrari will say, okay, there's only going to be five hundred of these yeah. these cars and everything else. So yeah, it's it when you're in either starting business or in small business. You want to take over the world all the time, don't yes, you? And yeah. so, so the last thing you want to do is say, "Oh, I've, there's only a hundred, yeah, or whatever it is." Yeah, cause... it's a brave move because it, it, it feels, um, you know, contradictory to what you you should be doing. Uh, like, oh, I need to give it to everybody, but yeah. it, it it does really work. Yeah, yeah, the kind of scarcity factor, but but also this, as I say, creating this thing every year that people are going to want your advent calendar, your fans yeah. are going to want to come back to you. Yeah. Um, is, is, yeah, it's a great um, example. I mean, the scarcity thing can backfire, as we'll comment on in a moment about the issue we had when we yeah. were riding that wave of um, sort of massive trend. Yeah, but happened. not for the manufacturer, not for the person that's actually created that gift. It no, was, true. Yeah, it was for, the for the company supply. we were yeah. dealing with. Um, so another one is um, <clears throat> a con- emotional connection um, to to the toy. So I've got a few examples of this, um, and what we've just been talking about is, is one of them. So um, the the toy that we keep alluding to is the Hatchimal, yeah. which was uh, two thousand and sixteen. Is that um, how long ago it was? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, toy craze, uh, December toy craze, and. Um, we had a procurement company at the time and we worked with... Uh, that was a pure... Pro- yeah, I know. <laughs> procurement. <laughs> it didn't come procurement out Procurement <laughs> company, yeah. Um, and we would source products um, for um, high-profile companies, newspapers, TV companies that wanted to kind of give away something. Yeah, um, some of the biggest <laughs> companies on the planet would would come to us and ask for a, a particular product to yeah, say... Yeah, like 50,000 of these or 20,000 of those. Yeah, to, and, and the... the what the talent we created in the company was the ability to source it and deliver it on time. Yeah. That was that was yeah, it was yeah. Which you, you call it a talent, it was it was almost magic. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. Just, it was so hard to achieve. Um and actually it was very successful, but the, the whole reason we don't run that company anymore is it's just the the levels of stress involved were just beyond what it was worth doing. Yeah, it was yeah, you're you know, we're, uh, I, I hope most people can tell from this podcast that we're very much about enjoying the journey and that, um, you know, just the money or just the end goal shouldn't be the be all and end all. And yeah. that business to us just wasn't worth it because although the financial reward was quite nice and there was a satisfaction for when it all came together, yeah. but the, the stress to get there was just, 
you know, it was lots of sleepless nights and it just wasn't fun. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the numbers were big, right? So you, you're, you, you're dealing with six-figure numbers on a regular basis and, and everything, and it was a high-risk, high, high, risk, high speed type yeah. business. And very stressful, yeah. So and enjoying the journey is absolutely right. Yeah. You have to, whatever business you're involved in, you have to constantly reflect on, is this the the thing that I'm enjoying doing? Is it what yeah. I'm loving doing? Because other, money, doesn't matter how much money is thrown at you, if you're not loving it, you, you'll be depressed. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. Or, or extremely stressed out or burnt out like we yeah. were. Or I, I was, that was more kind of my thing than yours wasn't it yeah but so yeah so that company was involved in the Hatchimal yes so we were tasked with getting it was only actually a very small number because um they wanted it for a competition the the client rather than a a giveaway because obviously you're not going to give away a a toy that's a Christmas craze well do we should we explain what the Hatchimal is for anybody that's not sure yeah no I'm going to (laughs) so um so we were I think it was only 500 of these that were wanted and it was um it was an (laughs) egg uh that hatched and um, kind of in its own time, um, and you didn't know what you were going to get. There was a few, like I can't remember now, five or six different varieties of, of how the yeah. toy looked like inside. Well, that was the exciting bit for exactly. most people, it was a right? Surprise. Yeah. And then once it had hatched, kids could like teach it to talk and teach it to do things, and and it lit up different colours when it was like hungry or sad or whatever. So it was yeah. a very interactive toy, which again is another thing that is part of this kind of creating a craze is some yeah. kind of interaction. So um, anyway, so we, we were tasked with finding 500 of these, which compared to like 20,000, 50,000 that we're normally tasked with, I was like, ah, easy, because yeah. I knew nothing about this craze that was going on. Yeah, and it was going, <laughs> and we were oblivious, weren't yeah. we? Because it was going nuts in the UK. And the, in the States. Right, yeah. okay. So we're, the, everybody wanted these Hatchimals. Basically well, every parent I, Yeah, it was only when promised. I mentioned it to people that people people said, oh, you, really, you've got to get those. I was like what's the issue exactly. yeah and every parent had promised their child that they would have a hatchimal for christmas yeah. and they're not cheap were they no, they, they were, were like 90 quid each or something crazy weren't i they? think they started at 60 they ended up being on an average about 90 again because of the it pushed the, the price up because of right. scarcity but but they were going on ebay for like 200 300 yeah, um nice. because because people had obviously uh, run out but um but yeah so we i managed to find a company um that was prepared to sell all 500 to us if we took all 500 because obviously that's a lot easier for them than all these individual orders if they could just kind of give us a bulk of these well we these basically orders. yeah they basically we you've gone around the planet yeah searching for anybody that had basically bought a load of that yeah. stock and we're just selling them bit by bit yeah and, exactly and you just basically went up to these guys and said we'll take all of them yeah so we we did that and, and there was other negotiations involved there was um certain things that they wanted from us in order to give us all 500. Cause I'm yeah. just, um, but what we didn't know was those 500 had actually pretty much been promised to others. Uh, um, yeah. and so, Which they hadn't told us at all, had they? No, they not, the guy was just like, yeah, okay, we'll do this deal with you if you take all 500. Yeah. And we said, done, Yeah. after a few negotiations. And then uh, that's all we knew about it, yeah. wasn't it? So, so while the client was covering on one side and um, the fact that all this stuff was happening with the, with the craze on the other side they were giving them away as a competition uh, so it, it all got very messy and that, and that company went when not us that company um that sold it to us kind of went down in flames because no it they, was they were yeah because they they basically they created this scenario where they promised um a good chunk of the 500 to a load yeah. of other people but because they were getting one big check from us mm-hmm. They just went, oh, sod this, right, we can get one payment. Well, it was because and... it was easier and because they were also getting other perks from us, as yeah. I say, that they had um, negotiated with us. I, I have to be a little bit blank with this because we can't um, make, we can't let anybody yeah. know who it was. But fundamentally, that <laughs> that company then, because there was so much hype, yeah. and we were we were right in the thick of it because yeah. we, were, we were getting, people were starting to hear that we were having access to yeah. these things. So yeah, you were getting approached and people well, were messaging you like, like blue. Within, I think it was within the 500 or maybe it was 501, I don't know, but we had an extra one for our own daughter. Yeah, yeah, like, and then everyone these. was coming out. Yeah, everyone was like, how did you get that? And like, it was getting quite awkward. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, then, and then we finally, we managed to get them all delivered to the client. Um, and then the client ran the competition. And of course, this the client themselves was seen as this like, how on earth did, like everyone was like, 
how did these people get hold of all of these HMOs when nobody on the planet can get hold yeah. of these HMOs? So suddenly the, the client was riding this wave of everybody making a noise at the fact that they'd managed to get hold of so many. And then, um, and then it all backfired because all of the people that had been promised by this, this particular supplier yeah. suddenly didn't have theirs. And they, complaining. they put two and two together and started yeah, complaining. Yeah, and started complaining massively. And then they, that, that then became national press. Yeah, yeah. And so, so we found ourselves in this weird situation where we had, we had absolutely delivered what we yeah. said we were going to deliver to the client. <laughs> Um, unbeknownst to us what had happened with, with the supplier yeah. that supplier then went under went yeah. bust under, under the weight of the complaints and everything else and then the, and then competing competitors to the client were, were just going nuts yeah. on national press yeah. and, and, and you and, and I were just literally thing. sat there and almost feeling like this has all gone crazy <laughs> yeah. because all for something that we were just delivering. Yeah. And, um, and similar stuff happened in the States. Um, like when I've done some research on it for, for this podcast, there's, there's like articles that say, uh, it's like Canadian fury at, at yeah. lack of Hatchimal and all of this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's create that the actual coming back to the, the craze, the actual product. And it's very similar to the Furby, right? Which was, the same of its time is it's got this interactive quality right um but it's also got an emotional um kind of connection because the child um feels responsible because right. they have to teach the the thing to to talk or whatever which was exactly furby spoke furbies when they first right. kind of were given to you and then they would slowly speak english over time yeah so, oh gosh i forgot about that yeah, yeah you're right um and another craze the following year after the furbies was the tamagotchi oh yeah which is yeah. the same thing you know you you had which this, was like the cheapest little bit of yeah, tat wasn't it but you yeah. had to look after it and yeah, you didn't yeah feed your pet like an or whatever, egg or yeah, yeah it would die um, so there's this, there's this, there's a surprise interaction, and then this emotional responsibility to to look after Good. something like a pet. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, and so it, it, and again, and I suppose you've also got that universal appeal again because um, the parent buys it for the child, and it means they haven't got to go and get a dog or something yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have this instead. Um, so yeah, it ticks all those boxes, which is why it goes crazy. But from our perspective, just for anybody um, listening to this, it's a. That we, I think, it's it's very attractive when you haven't been involved in supplying on a trend to think, oh wow, I could have made a load of money if I'd have just jumped onto that that thing that's gone nuts. And in fact, um, we were talking to my father yesterday, just randomly, and he he was saying, oh guys, imagine if you'd have got on the PPE thing or whatever it is, and because obviously twenty twenty has required a lot of PPE, and. Um, but we we're both really reluctant to jump yeah. on those trends because yes, you might make some cash, but there is there is peril in acquiring that cash because there is a magnifying glass over you if there's any ambiguity or any failing. Yeah. They, there's because things are moving so fast and the profile is so high, and if you're not prepared for it, it's well, a pretty it's, scary. It's not place, just that, right? but it's a little bit uh, betting on red or black, isn't it? Because yeah. I did look at the PPE stuff way back in May when obviously our business was um, our events business was on pause and yeah and because of your experience with procurement yeah, and, and we didn't know where this was going and we hadn't really done anything with say it yet that was yeah. just a, an idea at the time so I, I did vaguely look at that but my my thought at the time was well this could all be over in a couple of months and then I brought <laughs> all this stock I mean obviously it's not now but I'd have brought all this stock and nothing to do with it yeah. so it when you do go on in that the reward is very high but, but so is the risk. Yeah, the the risk is very high as well. But um, and it, it is worth looking into if you can kind of, especially if you've got um the means and you can kind of look at a, a craze and, but but also I'd say a lesson for us, and it wasn't our values, but this company that we were dealing with, right, is that you you do need to kind of stick to good values because really they should never have sold to us they should have stuck to their they were already sold yeah yeah you know, they should have kept they didn't the need to sell to us they just got greedy yeah um uh, so if they'd have stuck to that to, to or if they'd have had decent business values in the first place yeah. um then you know they would have still won um yeah. and and nothing would have um would have fallen apart but, but they got greedy well that is also the problem with crazes right in uh um, sometimes the financial rewards, people just think, sod it. Yeah. Like this is a once in a lifetime or whatever it is. And 
Yeah, my character, my values. Well, don't you, mean you did it a little bit with the kids' advent calendars, didn't you? So uh, yeah. we um, we yeah. found these uh, Lego advent calendars just in the in the local supermarket here in France, which we were like really surprised that that that's, that was very well. Modern. When they had it, and so then they were super cheap. They were yeah, they were good good value because we bought similar ones the year before, and they were like twice the price. And um, and yeah, we were gobsmacked to see them. So yeah. you you snapped them up because there was only a couple left. Um, but one of them was the same one we'd had last year, and also our daughter is, is getting was getting a bit old for this particular style, and if she wouldn't want it, right. so um, I started to look at like just putting it online on like a local Facebook marketplace group, um, and and then I I had done that, and I no a friend wanted it, and I'd already promised this friend, and then we looked on on uh, I, I I went on Amazon to yeah. see if there was other versions, yeah, and because we'd all suddenly been locked down again. They were like 10 times the price they when I was went, and you were going, sell it, sell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, went, they went crazy on Amazon because basically, um, if you listen to this in the future, um, or it may not have happened in your, your area, what was happening was it, you, people were seeing all of these advent calendars. So they, they'd be walking into the shops oh, yeah, with their children. And their kids were going, oh, I really want a Lego advent calendar, but you weren't allowed to buy them. Yeah, because we weren't allowed be... to buy non-essentials. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't potatoes and carrots, you couldn't have it, basically. <laughs> yeah. So the the demand for it went through the roof yeah. uh, because everybody was seeing it and nobody could get hold of it. So the only place you could get hold of it was on Amazon. <laughs> so subsequently, the price started to climb. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was, in some instances, up to 10 times the price yeah, was, of what we paid for it. But I was like, but I've promised our friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've given it to one of our friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh. But yeah. we did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, but yeah, there is, um, it's that, it's the, the demand aspect yeah, with all of these things. Yeah, and that's scarcity thing again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and another um, craze that we, we touched on earlier was is the elf on the shelf. And, and this one's slightly different. So this um, really taps into the kind of storytelling right. element. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but the Elf, Elf on the Shelf, we've got one over there, um, comes with a book. And that, that's oh, really? where it first started. Yeah, the book tells the story of this elf that comes to you at Christmas right. and goes home to the North Pole every every night uh, to, tell, to report on the children to Santa right. and then comes back to the house in a different position. Okay. And that, that's kind of where it came from. And the, it's a mother-daughter team that wrote this book. Oh, wow. um, and they couldn't get get it published at all. <laughs> really? They, they got refused several times. Nobody got it. Um, and in the end, they self-published it. And they released the toy with it. Um, and this was quite a few years ago. 2012, it first went crazy, I think. I might be oh, wrong really? on that. Um, in the States. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was very much a tradition tradition from the States. Because we've right. got American Family. That's where I first found yeah, out yeah. about it. So that's why we were quite early in it on the English yeah. side. So you've got this this storytelling, which I kind of I guess kind of taps into the movie TV song kind of element of why things go crazy. Um, but the reason it really went crazy was because a um, a celebrity was seen carrying one. Oh really? Yeah, and um, and then it just went nuts in, in the states. And then also you have that user generated content because the, mm. the it went nuts in the UK suddenly. Because there was Facebook groups forming where people didn't know what to do with their elf. Yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah. I forgot all about that. So you could There's... go on a group and look for other ideas of what to do with yeah, the elf. Yeah, what the hell do I do with the elf yeah, tonight? And people yeah. are posting their pictures and those pictures are being shared. So you've got this user-generated content, yeah. um, which is what perpetuated. And now you can get like outfits for the elves. Really? Um uh, Sledges and, and Christmas tree, all sorts of things. That There's a whole line of stuff that you can get yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. It, but yeah i didn't i i forgot all about the user generated content piece yeah uh, and uh, and i didn't know about the story stuff but i do remember you seeing it from the states because yes. of the family over there yeah and thinking oh this would be really good in the uk yeah and yeah. thinking it, it would blow it and it, it did i was right but but slowly it didn't yeah. it didn't go crazy overnight but and it, now it loads just... of parents are like oh the elf's coming out again. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody so, wants it anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, creating that kind of community aspect and the, and the user-generated content that we spoke about yesterday with viral marketing yeah. can really help perpetuate that, that virality, but also so it doesn't suddenly go create. It's not a flash in the pan. If you yeah. build that community, you're going to get the longevity alongside it as well. Well, that's a testament to, I mean, the fact that there's all these other products and all this kind of stuff with that. That's a testament of... 
if you can cultivate a fan base and, and we all fall into the trap of, because because of social media and stuff that you think oh i've got to have thousands or millions of people to like what i do before anything gets any traction you actually don't you only need a small number of people who love what you do and give them the opportunity to give you feedback mm-hmm. and create uh, and cultivate an audience that can communicate with each other and it, it then they'll tell you where they want the product to go or the yeah. service to go yeah. and that's that's really empowering for you as a business because it's like having your own R&D team yeah, yeah, you yeah. know that are constantly bringing it forward um, one of the things that we're doing with Smiling Entrepreneurs as a, as a podcast is um, on Facebook we're, we're creating a little group yeah so as this podcast evolves we want uh, like startup entrepreneurs and existing entrepreneurs to be able to share ideas, ideas and, stuff with and, each other and what, what worked and what didn't and... exactly and it just yeah. be a resource for people yeah and, uh, and that's on our Facebook pages groups yeah. but it's it's a really important thing to do because you can't think of everything no. in your business you can't there's always going to be blind spots. Yeah, well, not just that, but you, you want that community. You want your team, um, yeah. especially when you're a very small team yourself. As yeah. you say, you haven't got huge departments and things. Yeah. You, you need that kind of that feedback. Um, uh, so another one uh, which is very similar to that is Christmas jumpers. Yeah. So once upon a time, Christmas jumpers that you see nowadays were just kind of knitted by your nan. And you yeah, kind of... well, it was a real 80s thing, wasn't yeah. it? It's like everyone used to have the old well, I think Christmas jumpers. Early 90s, but I think that was because of the National Lampoon and things like that. Oh, really? That's, that's where that came from. Right. Um, but it, it suddenly became, or it started to become cool, because um, the first ugly Christmas sweater party right. was in um, 2002, I think, in, right. in Toronto. Um, and they 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 are the ones. No, no, no. Sorry, Vancouver, not Toronto at all. Vancouver, um, and they're the ones that credit themselves with with um, the official original, oh, really? yeah, ugly Christmas party. But again, you're building a community. Not an ugly Christmas party. Is that, that why? Just be, yeah, because <laughs> just go there and it's just lots of ugly people. <laughs> Oh, only ugly people are allowed to our party. You mean ugly Christmas jumper party? Ugly Christmas sweater party. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. So, like, but again, you're building on that community aspect. You know, yeah. everyone, and you've got this kind of like tacky element uh, that's just fun at Christmas. You yeah. know, um, so and everybody wears these, and then of course everyone cottons onto it. It's not just yeah. trying to find get one from you your aunt or something all main brands are suddenly like even like you know um high fashion brands are yeah. suddenly making christmas jumpers yeah um, well it's the experience isn't it i think that's what a lot of us love about that's why we love christmas that's why we yeah. like these, these things it's not necessarily always about consumerism it is the the experience you have well, because and tradition you share as yeah. well and, and that's where the you know the advent calendars come in and the elf on the shelf it's about yeah. creating a tradition something that you can you can pass on and that you can enjoy regularly because yeah. that means christmas to you yeah, yeah, yeah. so um and just yeah just having the chance to be silly so and then um i don't know which year it was but suddenly the christmas jumper things got picked up by charities Right. So if you would wear, I think it was the 18th, just, just gone, um, that if you wear the Christmas jumper on that day and you donate mm. to charity and then obviously that becomes a thing. And again, that becomes a yearly thing. Yes. So yeah. it's... It's a really intelligent way for businesses to, to navigate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Just to try and build in some reference points, some traditional charities are a great one yeah. for that. And, if, and you can build that into your business even if you think, oh, well, I don't know, I, I sell drinks. How's What's that got to do with Christmas jumpers I mean Innocent is a brilliant example of that they they didn't go down the Christmas jumper route but they had the hats knitted yeah. for their drinks yeah and then people started looking out for them yeah didn't they? Well, and, and if you go on their Facebook page the amount of people that literally sit down and knit hats <laughs> to go on juice drinks I mean you'd be like what how the hell did that ever come about yeah. but again it's that community thing people want to be involved in something well if you're ever wondering how to engage community and fan base and uh, and cultivate an audience. The innocent Facebook, but I oh, haven't looked yeah, at yeah, it yeah. for a long time. But they were geniuses. At, they one of the things they never did is they did, never just went okay. Let's just use Facebook like a marketing platform and just keep going. Oh, we've got a new drink and it tastes delicious, and that yeah. was it. It was all about having fun yeah. and um, and just doing quirky stuff. Their and content it, is brilliant. It's yeah, delicious. I highly recommend. I, 
It still is, is yeah, it? I haven't looked at it. it yeah, they, they, they had a campaign recently and they were doing big billboards in London as well. And it was like, remember when? And it was all, um, like, remember when we used to be able to hug each other? Remember when we used to be yeah, able to yeah. shake hands? And that kind yeah, of thing. <laughs> but yeah, highly recommend looking at their stuff because I think one of the reasons why, I mean, obviously they had a really astute team that were able to get innocent in all the main markets and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So good for them. But I, th- I think one of the real magic moments for them was when they got their social media running yeah. and people engaging with that because the audience would just constantly tap in to their Facebook well, page just, just and it's like, brand. it's a drink. Yeah, what, what? well, and then you look at others that are exactly the same in terms of they are an organic juice drink. So you've yeah. got like Naked and... and um Green Machine and, right. and all of those. I think Green Machine might be naked. Anyway, there's lots of other juices, but you don't hear people talk about them no. because they haven't got this fan community yeah. thing going on. They cultivated just, look, this is, we're fun and quirky. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong, that in itself is is not easy because no. the, the idea of having a quirky view and a fun thing, so you can do it maybe once or twice or whatever it is on a, on a post. Yeah. But to step up and do that every day and sometimes multiple times a day, that requires some really talented copywriting. Yes. But if you want inspiration, definitely look at their accounts. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. They're great. So the uh, number one, sorry, I haven't been counting these down. I didn't mean to. Um, but number one, which I think... Are we just starting the episode all over again? We start at one. <laughs> no, no, I started at really ten. Long... I started at ten. Oh, okay. Countdown. Sorry. Um, so number, number one, which I think... I think pretty much covers all of these boxes and right. that's why it was so popular was the elmo toy do you remember the elmo toy the tickle me elmo yes the, the fact that i know the name yeah now yeah. that that really did go insane um did we get it, that for zach no 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 this was years ago so oh. when we were kids i just remember him having an elmo yeah because it came back and it came oh. back and it came back oh really that's one of the key things about it so um mm. It started off slow, like the Elf on the Shelf, and exactly the same story. It had a celebrity endorsement. Rosie O'Donnell featured it on her uh, show, right. and it suddenly went crazy. Um, Isn't it amazing the power of, or like when someone introduces your thing or a product or service yeah. to their audience, and then it just goes nuts. But it's important that the company's ready for it because because a similar thing happened that we've talked about before with. Uh, Sarah Blakely in Spank, she got right. featured on the Oprah show yeah. um, because she'd sent the product in. So she, she'd made that connection anyway, but she was ready for it. Yeah, you know, she, you've she, got to capitalise. That's what we were talking about yesterday yeah. about variety, wasn't it? You've got to be able to capitalise exactly. on that you, you can't just go, oh yeah, I made it now. Uh, you, yeah. You've got to really work that traffic. But anyway, so the, so the Elmo went crazy, and I mean properly crazy. Like, Did the, it really? Yeah, <laughs> Google it online and you just put Elmo, tickle me Elmo, um, like Christmas craze. And like there was people having full on punch ups in shops. Um, there was a guy in Canada, a store owner in Canada, that got really hurt because he was stampeded by a big really? crowd of people. Yeah. Um, there, there just was, for the tickle me on. Yeah, yeah, it went absolutely crazy. But but it's got all those things. You know, it, it was interactive. It it had the element of surprise. It was limited. It, it it's got yeah. all these elements. And then, but the the really cool thing, and it was based obviously on Sesame Street, so you've got that kind of movie TV thing. Yeah. Um. And but the the very clever thing that they do with it is they've introduced other ones every few years since. Right. So the one you were thinking of with Zach was the um I can't remember the name of it exactly, but it was the one that rocked. Yeah. It played the guitar or yeah. drums or something along to something. Um, yeah. And it was a singing one. And that's what he had. Right. Um, it was super annoying. I know, <laughs> um, but they, but yeah, every like four or five years, they've released a new one ever since, and right. they they've all gone crazy because you've got the nostalgia element of the first one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Got, so they they literally yeah. Well, people have a fear of missing out. Yeah. Right. So yeah, FOMO, yeah. as they yeah. call it, is is a real thing with all of these all of the ones that you've mentioned, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. It's like you feel as a parent. Yeah. It's a, you don't just feel the fear of missing out for yourself, you feel it for your child. Oh, yeah, so that kind yeah. of ramps everything up. Well, and even, even not just fear of missing out, but fear of being kind of left out as well, right. like even with the Christmas jumpers. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be the one that turns up to the party without a Christmas jumper on, yeah, so you're yeah, going to yeah. go and buy one whether you want it or not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, there's loads of lessons to, if you really kind of analyse um, Christmas crazes and, and the kind of psychology behind it, why we operate like that way, it's actually quite fascinating. It is, because none of it's an accident. Oh, no. The, and not. when I said at the beginning of this episode about you can start to recognise behaviours that are trying to perpetuate this this 
situation. It's like you often see it with people who are like Matthew McConaughey is a great example of this. Mm -hmm. um, in the last couple of weeks, whatever he's just released a book. If you are aware of any podcasts or YouTube channels or anything like that that have any significant audience, if you watch him, he's been on every blooming one yeah, of them, yeah. talking and just being interviewed on Zoom by everybody yeah. and and the whole point is it's right okay i just need to be in front of that person's audience so, oh you've got a million viewers right okay i'll be on your show i'll be yeah. on this and from small to large he's been on every single yeah. show and he's trying to perpet you can see he's trying to perpetuate it's just that creating that buzz isn't it yeah, yeah. like that oprah winfrey effect yeah. that spanks had he's trying to get that same yeah result. everybody talking about it and and you know that's what um uh people like Apple do when they're releasing yeah. something, don't they? You, you know, drip feed these kind of like tidbits of information. Yeah, or oh, we got a, um, what do they call it when it comes out? And uh, they got a leak or whatever. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. Oh, we've managed to get these details of this. And they'll they'll deliberately leak that weeks, if not months, before the yeah. launch. And yeah. and every I think, well, I'll be surprised if anybody's listening watching this that doesn't realise that most of these like little leaks aren't manufactured. No. They're... There's specifically time to give out certain pieces of information. And that goes back to a, an episode we talked about a little while ago, which was um, that they, most of the time, what these manufacturers and these bigger players want you to do is they want you to know everything about the product by the time you walk into the store. Mm. The last thing they want is the salesperson having to explain it to you. Well, the so Hatchimals actually, um, which I've uh, neglected to say, but that came off the back of YouTube videos because that was... Um, you know when the, I don't know if they're still as popular, but do you remember when the unboxing videos were like really popular? Yeah, with kids? yeah, yeah. I mean, our two would just sit there and watch children open to toys. It. Yeah, um, that's how the Hatchmiles started. Was oh, because really? people were doing the unboxing, and then the thing would hatch, and obviously the kids would play with it and teach it and stuff, and kids yeah. were just glued to these things, going, "I want one, I want one." Yeah, and that's why video. We, we've talked about this before. Yeah. But why video content. For your service, your product, or whatever it is, especially and all of these. user generated video. Oh, it's so powerful! Yeah. So powerful. It's way more powerful than paying out for a videographer to come in and do a really flashy, yeah. like stage marketing video. It's all of. In fact, every one of these products have, have been driven by user generated content. Yeah. Content in most cases. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So there you go. Have a have a look at uh, Christmas crazes and. Whatever Christmas craze you're, you're you're into, and kind of like look at what lessons you might be able to employ in your own business. Cool. That's episode forty-one. See you tomorrow. Well done. Bye. 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 Bye.